as you all know, the sports world lost a legend yesterday. Kobe Bryant, his daughter, as well as numerous other people died in a tragic helicopter crash uh, yesterday. And a lot of not just the sports world, but everyone in general was feeling the effects of this loss. I decided to write a little piece together that I'm just going to read from because I, I felt like I wouldn't wouldn't make a lot of sense if I just talked without having a clear clear direction. So I'm just going to read a little piece I put together um, and then we'll get into today's episode. The first report from TMZ came out yesterday and I thought it was fake. It had to be. Stuff like that doesn't happen to people like him. I kept refreshing Safari and Twitter, waiting for a report that would deny the claim. It took over half an hour, but it felt like much longer. When Woj finally tweeted out the confirmation, it still didn't feel real. I mean, it still doesn't. What followed was emotionally draining. Tributes came pouring in as the information on the situation became solidified. I tried to put my phone down and distract myself with homework, but it wasn't working. Most of us had never met Kobe. Even more of us weren't even Laker fans. How could everyone in America feel all this pain altogether? I couldn't bring myself to tweet right away because I had a hard time formulating exactly what I felt and how it made me feel. I'm not certain I can explain still what I'm feeling, but my mind kept coming back to a couple of thoughts. He was the kind of player that everyone hated, unless he was on your team. I became a follower of the NBA and a fan of the Celtics at the height of their big rivalry with the Lakers in 2008. Hating Kobe became pretty easy as he'd put up big game after big game. He invoked some sort of reaction out of every NBA fan. Who else can do that? But at the root of our feelings was an undeniable respect. The legend of Kobe has a Chuck Norris feel to it, not flinching when Matt Barnes shoved the ball near his face, studying the ref manual to determine the best place to commit a foul out of the view of a ref, and dominating practice to a legendary extent. This is why 8-12 to year olds, many of whom never watched a second of Kobe on the court, feel the same way as 20-35 to year olds do, who grew up watching every minute, every highlight reel they possibly could. He was the Jordan of his generation, as many people have, have stated before. But what makes him truly great is the way he transitioned his passion into being a father and advocating for women in sports, all while mentoring young stars in the NBA such as Kyrie Irving, Trey Young, and Jason Tatum especially his daughters. He is truly great because that same Mamba mentality he brought on the court is the same one he brought off the court as a father, mentor, and advocate. He set the standard for what it meant to work hard to truly be great at something. My heart goes out to the Brian and Altabelli families, as well as the other families who lost people in this tragic accident. At this moment, I want to take a 24-second moment of silence. During this time, I urge you to say a prayer for these families and the pain they must be feeling. But I also want us to remember the passion that Kobe brought to life. He set the standard for what, what it meant to be great both on and off the court. That is something we should and could apply in our own lives. And lastly, let's not wait until something tragic happens to celebrate people. Make that call. Have that conversation. Let someone know you love and appreciate who they are and just what they mean to you. Damian Lillard said it best in his IG caption, love your people, don't take these times for granted.
Thank you, guys. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not, Not Gonna, Gonna Live. Well, this is kind of the, this is, I guess this counts as the intro. We've got, like, obviously there's stuff before this, but this is the official beginning of the podcast. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, a lot of Super Bowl news. Um, I actually don't, we may still have an interview. If not this week, it'll be next week. But at the point of us recording this, we don't know if we're going to have an interview. So just bear with us on that. And let's pretend like we don't. It's just you, me, and Hayden for the next hey. 45 minutes. Okay, so we got a lot to cover. The Super Bowl is next Sunday, six days from now. Uh, a lot of exciting things. And as you know, last year, this is a one-year anniversary of Prop Bets, Moms, moms and more. more. So right off the bat. Before we get into Prop Bets, we have to talk about moms. Moms. Uh, I saw, we both saw your mom this weekend. Yeah. She was here. Shout out my mom. That was good. That was good to see her. Uh, and my mom comes in two weeks, three weeks. Wow, what's she here for? Just, just to... Just to stop just in. Stop, I've never, never seen your mom in the flesh. Hey, so this is the I've seen your dad. This will this will be the time of February 16, I think. All right. So see you soon, John. Mom. Okay, so we covered the mom portion of the podcast. Now it's time for a little Super Bowl preview. Starting off with prop bets. Oh baby. So the first John, what's a prop bet? Prop bet is basically uh, something that's going to happen in the game. You're not necessarily betting. Some of them could be the outcome of the game. But there's a lot of weird, random ones that people have, have put out, uh, and they've set odds to it, and we're going to cover some of our favorite ones. First one I'm going to start out with, uh, there's a, a little bit of research I've done behind this one. It's actually the um, length of the national anthem. Oh, this one's always good. Who's um, doing the national anthem? It's Demi Lovato. Oh, that'll, I've got, be, that'll be kind of long. Okay, so here's here's the interesting one Whoa, there's one like here. an attack chopper outside. That's, that's no joke shaking the room right now. Yeah, dang. That's crazy. That was nuts. I bet you guys could feel that. Uh, so that Demi Lovato. <laughs> here's here's an interesting stat that I found. So Demi Lovato has done the national anthem four times. That's research. 2011 World Series Game Five went a minute and 48 seconds. 2012 World Series Game Four, minute 50 seconds. Still short. 2015 World Series Game Four, 159. And most recently, she did the national anthem for the McGregor Mayweather fight at 211. I bet it'll be 211. So the the over What's under the is set as a min, at a minute fifty six over. So I would assume easily she's she's been building it up. No way does she go under on this. Yeah, she's Not been building it up the last four years. There's been an increase in length, <laughs> at least. If so, we graph this bad boy, that's a steep curve. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially. John, that's so, easy. Take the over. Yeah, so over on that one, a minute fifty seven. Uh, that's that's the first one. Do you do you have one that you you've liked that we we looked through we scoured through well, a John, seventeen page book? I figured you book. would like this one. Okay, yeah, it was pretty long. Um, seven, okay, so the Sixers play the Celtics on yeah. February one. Okay, do you like seventy Sixers and Celtics combined points or Jimmy Garoppolo's Garoppolo's gross passing yards? Okay, gross passing yards or the, by so fifteen total, and a half. The total fifteen and a half is what it's at. He gets a fifteen and a half point boost. boost. Okay. Um, Jimmy G know. does not throw for a lot of yards. Well, he has in the past, and I feel like the fact that they've been building up this run game leads me to believe that once Super Bowl, they're going to just flip the script, and it's going to be a Jimmy G passing offense. Just he's leading the charge. And he, he gets 15 and a half extra. But 
but combined points. I mean, like, that's let's Sixers, think about let's, hypothetically. Let's say it's a one ten to one oh nine game. Yeah. Okay, so that's that puts us at two nineteen, and he gets fifteen and a half. So is he going to be under two? I think he'll go. I think he could go for two fifty. I I say I, I say so yes. Too. So you're taking Jimmy G. I'm here. taking Jimmy G on that one. All right. Um, there's oh. one, there's. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I've got I've got one here. Why another basketball one? Should we couple oh, them? Oh yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, two of them actually. Uh, Luka Doncic. This one's for me. Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic points by four and a half or Kansas City Chiefs points. All right, so the Chiefs cap out at about thirty five. Luka gets a four and a half point bonus, and they're playing I the like, Hawks. I like, I like Luka. Luka every time. Yeah, I don't because there's a good chance. I mean, there's a chance that the 49ers like hold them to like 21, 24. Yeah, and Luka, and Luka, Luka with four and a half Luka can get there. Yeah. yeah, especially against the Hawks, like one of the worst defensive teams. LeBron James points or Patrick Mahomes completions. Mahomes gets a point and a half. Mm, Mahomes goes for what twenty five thirty completions. Yeah, I'm going with LeBron. They're playing against the Kings. Yeah. No, I, yes, I like LeBron as well in this one. These basketball ones seem to favor basketball. All right. Maybe, but there's also the off chance that they have a bad game, you know, like they could score. There's LeBron? a chance for both, you know, like yeah. he could, he could, he could go for like 19 to 22. Yeah. And he does that on a semi regular yeah, occasion. Basis. So it could just be one of those ones. Uh, okay. So going back to the game here, opening coin toss, the odds are even at heads and tails minus one Oh two tails. Obviously anyone, <laughs> I mean, I picked up through uh, through Twitter that anytime you're you're going to call, you're going to make a call. It's always tails. Always it has tails. to be tails. Watch, I'll flip. I'll flip a coin right now. You ready? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Flip a coin. It's heads this Uh-oh. time. Uh oh, that's yeah, not it's good. It's heads this time, but this it's not <laughs> it's a sporting t- event. So well, like, and this is a phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't. Count. It's heads this. Time. That doesn't count. Um, <laughs> we had a 50 50 shot. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's all good. It yeah. happens. It's just it's getting all the heads out of the way for uh, when the Super Bowl comes around. Uh, okay, there's a couple interesting ones that I found um, that weren't in the book. I, was I like I like some of the weird through. ones. Well, wait, is there Gatorade through. color? Do you have that one? Yeah, I have, that's my favorite one every year. Well, I I had I think it was blue at plus four hundred was what I liked just because uh, of the value. Yeah, we've talked about this, and blue's a great one because blue yeah. could be a multiple flavor thing. Hang on, let me. There's a couple. There's there's the there's the like the new one that's like Cool Rush or whatever, but there's also Arctic. Yeah, exactly. There's like a couple, a couple of blue of flavors blues. that are pretty good. And it was like the third or fourth. Hang on, let me look. Well, red's number one, right? Well, no, water's number one. Yeah, water. Water or clear. I think. But yeah. I don't think it's going to be clear because I feel like if there's water and Gatorade, they're going to pour the Gatorade. Here, you know? bring it. Bring up another one if you have it. because I've, I've got a really good one. Okay, because we, I've got to play. We'll, we'll come back to this one because I'm looking for it right now. But yeah, bring up another. Um, Josh Jacobs, 2020 total touchdowns. So next season, Josh Jacobs, total touchdowns. Or Robbie Gould points, and Gould gets a point or a half point. So he gets the, the tiebreaker. I really like uh, I like this Josh Jacobs one. Just because what if the 49ers offense doesn't show up? Like, but I feel like if their offense doesn't show up, they still could field goals. We were talking about it before. Like, an average score for him is probably nine nine points. Two two field goals and three extra points. Yeah. And I think Josh Jacobs, with what he's shown, can be in an offense. But that, I feel like there's a better chance that Josh Jacobs misses a couple games or has a sophomore slump and doesn't get to, like, a good number. Because, I mean, nine's a pretty solid touchdown count, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it, the league leaders this year was, like, 16, 16, and then, like, 13, and then 11. Yeah. So like, but I like, would have to put him top ten. Him getting, but the fact, but that Josh Jacobs is a great running. The back. fact that he's like their lead back and he's also their their like goal line guy too ha- gives them a little bit of a boost. Which I think because he's you the think, guy that you the, think he's going to have increased production next year in his sophomore season. I think so. Because I mean, he's hard to say. They, but games. they also had a very he, he did already miss some games. games. How many did he have? I think he had ten or something. Josh Jacobs like that. touchdowns. I'm asking Siri. Josh Jacobs has seven. seven. 
Seven. So in, he missed in how many games? How many games did Josh Jacobs play this year? He played thirteen. So Wow, it really gave me Josh McCown. Uh, yeah, this section of the podcast brought to you by Siri. Brought to you by Apple. Uh, yeah, by Apple. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, I think he can get in a full season. I mean, obviously, like, there's a lot of variables you have to think about. Like, what if the 49ers don't kick a field goal? They scored five touchdowns. You know, that's five, guys. Like, that's pretty easy for him to get to. Um, so here's a good one. Okay. Super Bowl MVP. All right. So we're gonna we're probably gonna want a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Jimmy G is at seven to two for Super Bowl MVP. Patrick Mahomes is even. Huh. I mean, I'm taking Jimmy G. I mean, for the value. Jimmy G's yeah. the guy you take for value here. I mean, are you kidding me? But I mean, obviously, like, but Tyre- like behind there's, that, there's behind Patrick Mahomes is Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey next at twenty to one. The only, the only other one I can think of that would be like Raheem Mostert. No, no, no. It would be a good like for the value is like a defensive player. Like, well, yeah, if you look down, Nick Nick, Nick Bosa's at sixteen to one. Yeah, like those are those are really good. Okay, I found the Gatorade prop bet, but yeah, those are like who's gonna go with Kyle Yuschik at two hundred to one? I mean, what if he imagine? gets three touchdowns? What if they get on the goal line at the one? <laughs> but if he gets three touchdowns and fifteen rushing yards, is he still gonna MVP? Do you think? What if he throws in forty receiving yards? Forty receiving yards and three touchdowns gives you MVP. You think? Yeah, Probably. fifty-five total yards, three touchdowns. I would say so. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so we got Gatorade here. Red is the top. No way. That's a terrible bet. Well, no. Both teams' colors are red. Yeah, but why would you? Nobody drinks Gatorade based on their team color, John. Yeah, but but if you're saying, if you're picking, like, let's say there were no odds on it, right? It's like, what color? But it's the same thing I would blue. still go clear. There's different, there's different flavors of red, too. What is there besides Fruit Punch? There's Fruit Punch. There's the, what's the other one? There's a strawberry one, I guess. Yeah, there's a strawberry, and then... I don't. I don't know. I'm not a big Gatorade connoisseur, so off the top of my head, I can't think of any. But what? What I? Oh, well, I mean, there's also. But what I also think is Powerade, like, also blue. Yeah, but there's the, also red Powerade. But I feel like blue Powerade's the Powerade but color. That, like when you go to the restaurant, it's blue Powerade. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not disagreeing with you because we're both we're my, both big blue guys. With, with blue. Also, we bet on jerseys, and I'm pretty sure you won that bet. Yeah. Do I need to give you a dollar? Right yeah. Now? If you have a dollar on you, that would be good. Um. But yeah, so red at plus one twenty five. Lime, I'll have to Venmo you a dollar. lime green or yellow plus 250 clear water plus 500 oh i really like this one orange plus 575 blue is now plus 600 are you kidding me why is, is up, that such a value plus 400 why is that such a value i don't know and then purple is plus 750 which i kind of like purple because it's a pretty popular flavor i would say like out of all of the the different colors of like gatorade to drink like that's probably my top two it's like blue and then purple you know, the Arctic Freeze and then the purple color. Yeah, blue's the best. To drink. Blue's the best Gatorade flavor. So uh that's yeah, that's the Gatorade one. There's a lot of ways you can go with that. Um okay, there's a couple more that I've got that I really Oh, that's you you guys hear that? That's the sound of It doesn't even make a sound. Oh, Hayden Venmoing me a dollar. Um yeah. so there's a couple more that I really like that are big value picks, and then there's a couple oh, that's of my locking. <laughs> there's a couple of like weird ones that I figured we could try and talk through. Um so where is it? Either team to score in the final two minutes of the first half. No is yes. plus two eighty. Oh, easily yes. You think? Yes. What if they don't? What if they don't get a drive together? Somebody's gonna kick a field goal or something. There's you got a good kicker on plus, both teams. But at plus two eighty, we're going for, for no? value here. What's yeah. yes? I don't. know. It was like minus three hundred or something like that. Hmm. For the value, no is for sure. Well, you are rocking with two good defenses. Exactly. So, 
I mean, one one elite defense, one good defense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next one. There's another really good. Oh, the missed extra point one. At yes, is plus three hundred. It's worth the shot, I guess. I mean, there's always a chance it happens. But how often does it happen? Harrison. I stats? mean, well, I haven't checked. Ha- the stats especially with those two kickers. But Harrison those Bucker are... is the second is second all time in field goal percentage. And he's. I don't think. I'll have to look, but I don't think he's missed an extra point in a while. Yeah. But for plus three hundred, you have to. <laughs> Just throw your money away. And then, is will there be one scoreless quarter? Yes. yes. Is plus 425. Oh, yeah, baby. I mean, there's It'll always, be the second quarter or the first if quarter. It's a, if it's a shootout, but... but I'm, I mean, the I'm Chiefs have been to, taking a I'm little while to, to get rolling, chance. and the Niners aren't the most explosive offense in the league. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now here's a couple. Here's three really interesting ones. Commercials with a dog. This is an over-under. The line <laughs> is set at three and a half. Under, plus 120. Over minus one twenty. I have to go over. I don't. I don't think they're like dogs are just too with a dog at all. Yes, like with in a the dog. Thing, in the commercial. There's going to be a dog. That's yeah. like your ideal family is so, a dog. And yeah, two like kids. they're the most universally like accepted animal animal an in animal. in any commercial. Yeah, and, and sometimes dogs are even the spokesperson in the commercial. Exactly. So you've got that to consider. Dang, I'm, I'm I mean, be watching. For normally, I'd like to go with the under just to take the money, for but value, the but... Val- but it's it's too close. Like just you, one you dog running in the back. Yeah, know? exactly. Uh, first tight end to be shown on TV. Both are at minus 120, Travis Kelsey or uh, George Kittle. What do you mean shown on TV? Like, like do you see them? On t- yes. I would say it probably depends on who gets the ball first, so it's really a toss-up. No, it'll be pregame, and it'll be George Kittle. But I don't know if it counts as pregame. It well, might it be like... be shown on TV. If, yeah. it's, if pregame counts, I'm taking Kittle. I bet they talk about him first. Yeah, he's more... Because he's the bigger, like, weapon. Because the Chiefs have so many weapons, but he's the really only true, like... Well, him you, and Emmanuel Sanders, but I get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, but, like, you... No, no, like, I mean, like... Like, game change... Like, nobody... People really consider Kittle to be, like, one of the biggest game changers in the league at, at Well, but... Well, from you know that I mean? standpoint, like, I think Travis Kelsey's in that same... Like, but, b- before George Kittle was Travis Kelsey. Like, everything yes. that George Kittle's doing now, Travis Kelsey did yes, first. but, A, Kittle is now. Yeah. Well, and I mean, B, but, so is Kelsey. And B, the the focus will be on Patrick Mahomes when you're talking about the Chiefs. I'm sure it'll be on Patrick Mahomes, maybe Tyreek Hill. I, I just think there's more options. No, I I agree. I, I do think Kittle, like, regardless of a skill, like, anything to do with skill on the field, like, he's definitely one of the most excitable, like, most yeah, interesting players on, on the 49ers. Right so, I, I think, I mean, I think he'll be on there, too. Okay, here's the last one. I, I want to talk about because I think that's every. Oh, there was one that was overtime. Yes, is plus eight hundred. No, is minus fourteen hundred. Might as well take it. Might as well say yes because that'd be fun. Like it's an <laughs> easy thing to root for. Like more football. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is the last one, and then we're gonna get into some Super Bowl storylines, and then we'll get into our predictions. The food brand to air their commercial first. So we got four here. John, your betting record is about to just get wrecked. Dor- good, well, positively or negatively. But these are like these are like uh, I'm not necessarily. I don't know. You should go like these. Me. These aren't. Don't hold me to these. Like these aren't <laughs> me like endorsing these. You know, I'll put on Twitter the, ones the next few days the ones I'll endorse because there's a few I are saw. You, you gotta put that blue up though. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The blue will be there for <laughs> blue sure. Has to be there. But that one's. But that doesn't count. As that a doesn't loss, count. Yeah, it's not a 50-50. It's, yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those odds ones. But yeah. food brand that airs first. We got Doritos at plus one twenty five, Snickers at plus one fifty, Cheetos at plus three hundred, and avocados from Mexico at plus five hundred. There's no Doritos option. I mean, a uh, um, Mountain Dew option. 
Not that I. It was just a four I'll from what I saw. Dur- I'm still gonna take Doritos, even though it's the highest or the. I just like payout. it's kind of like sneaky, like because it's not a matter of. Um, Avocados from Mexico. Yeah, I, I, because it's, it's not a matter. Of, it's not a matter of popularity. Yeah, I did see a thing last year. Oh, the the consumption of avocados is greater on super bowl sunday than the rest of the year it's combined. like it's like 88 percent of the world's like avocado like consumption is done on um, super bowl sunday yeah but that's what i'm saying i feel like these other guys they're bigger than avocados from mexico right like the frito-lay company which is the doritos and cheetos what they fall under so i feel like they're gonna go for more of like a third quarter second quarter like that's prime time everyone tunes in right yeah early i feel like is... avocados from mexico might try to get in early because well, it's they not want a matter to, of popularity and they want you to go buy your avocado exactly exactly so i think they're gonna get in early get in people's minds so i'm plus it's plus it's plus 500 so that's where i'm going with that one might as um, well but obviously not binding like i'll put whatever i put on twitter is what counts um <laughs> okay so i pulled up i have a little i have a little uh storyline tracker here from the new york times where they basically it's an article it's uh super bowl 2020 storylines that would be hyped to no end so i figure we might as well buy into the hype here let's hear it and and talk about what we think um give our opinions on these 10 and then maybe if we can come up with a couple more then we'll bring them up so first thing here i'm just going to read exactly what it says so mahomes mania chiefs quarterback patrick mahomes is the most electrifying player in the sport he is the son of former league baseball pitcher Nine teams pass him in 2017 NFL draft. This is a smattering of what will be said, written, and explored this week on Mahomes. Everything about the 24-year-old is going to be talked about. There are plenty of stars in this game, but none bigger than Mahomes. Well, the first thing that's interesting and kind of jumps out at me from this whole Mahomes situation. There are no stars in this situation bigger than Mahomes. Lamar Jackson right now is bigger than Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. Like, especially now Do that think- Mahomes got it done. Like, he, like last, because he's got more, like, time, you know? Like, if we're talking about electric like some of the throws he makes oh, like i think mahomes should be the most respected quarterback in the league well no but it's not a matter of respect i feel like the throws he can make and he's especially the, the performance he did yeah he's the most fun to watch like the and he can run too but people will say that lamar's more fun to watch because they like the running yeah i, I like that's, i like a nice that's arm. granted but i, think, I like a nice arm John. i think the one thing that's interesting is that uh he got all this hype last year like this was this is when he took off through 50 touchdowns five thousand yards everybody was talking about him and now this year he has a little bit of there's a couple weeks where he's iffy, you know, he he lost to the Colts, the Texans um in like back-to-back weeks. The Lions almost beat him too. Yeah. He went through that, had an injury, and that now injury was scary. Lamar dog. Jackson like overshadowed him for much of the year, but now this is the year that he makes it to the Super Bowl. I yeah. but the tough thing and this will segue into problem number 2 is this is Andy Reid's second Super Bowl ever. As a coach, I think he has the most wins out of any head coach without a Super Super Bowl victory, and fortunately, well, he's had a lot of regular season success. Well, yeah, and but also not a lot of postseason a lot success. Of po- a lot of that led. To, he's like the uh, the L.A. Clippers of of the NFL. Yeah, I'm trying to think because they usually exit early. Yeah, or the Blazers. I'm, but it's like like they he's had more success than like any like any of those teams. Like as far as longevity. Because he's been, his yeah, teams been have been around. like nine to eleven wins per know, season like, for a while. Like, what is keeping him from taking it to the next level, and also what's keeping him from falling off? Like, is he just an average coach, or does he just not adjust well in the playoffs, or is he just not going to? Well, roster? his thing, the whole like his whole career has been like time management. That's yeah. been the biggest knock on yes. him as a coach. And I think there's a reason he's had success. Like when you're talking about just pure like player development, 
And some of the guys he's gotten to play with, I mean, Michael Vick was his quarterback. I think he had Donovan McNabb. He had Patrick Mahomes. Like, he's had a steady flow of quarterback play. He revitalized Alex Smith's career. Like, he made Absolutely. him valuable. The first, Remember the first eight games of that one season? Alex Smith was like 24 touchdowns and two picks. Like, well, he, he was, was a legit super, and he was MVP like a candidate. super high completion percentage as yeah. well. He was mm. super... Like, he he's, builds a good offense. He's a genius. And part of that has oh, to yeah. do with, you know, his offensive coordinators that he's had. Because they've gone all, uh, gone on to have... Like Matt Nagy, uh, who was, who was the other one that like that just left and Bienemy took his place? I'm, oh, uh, maybe that might have been Nagy, but there was one before it. I, oh, and Bienemy's, you know, getting some looks. Well, not really. I mean, that's a that's a he should that's he a should, totally different he was, thing. He was getting some talks. That's a looks. that's a storyline too. I think the fact that like the uh, Bienemy and Robert Sala, two like they're they're coordinators of, you know, in their respective side, the best or the best team in football. You know, Biennemi's Chiefs are a top three offense, yes. and Sayla's uh, 49ers are a top three defense. But everybody you know hired... defense wins championships. Everybody time. hired before they could, you know, yeah, they didn't before they get could a get a chance because they're obviously they're focused on winning right now with their team. Uh, so it may be another year until they get... You know, it almost hurt them going to the Super Bowl, which sucks. Like, it shouldn't be like wow, that. How disrespectful but, is this? 2019 NFL team categories, they have Ravens as just best what what is this what do you what do you mean it, it has 2019 nfl team categories and they have like just like a one word thing to describe every team mm-hmm. ravens are under as best interesting coaching is san francisco doug peterson there doug was peterson. doug peterson sorry i had to google that future is miami dolphins i don't know about that one <laughs> i mean they've got three first round picks it's just a matter of what they do with it i guess but yeah that's the problem um so yeah i mean i think all eyes are going to be on not only Andy Reid's ability to manage the clock, but also Kyle Shanahan's because, you know, his famous offensive coordinatorship with the Falcons when they blew that 28 to three lead. Uh, that's obviously going to be talked about. Like these two coaches have the worst luck when it comes to but somebody's going to get the win. Exactly. Somebody has to win. Um, that's true, John. Somebody does have to win. I mean, uh, you know, I, I pride myself in telling the truth as much as I can. Uh, yeah, so Kyle Shanahan, that's another big one. I mean, not all of it can be put on him. Like there were just a couple crazy plays that the Seahawks or that the Patriots made that eventually got them the win in the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. obviously, it was his offense that couldn't hold the ball away from the Patriots long enough. Um, so yeah, the the matchup between these two, I bet, is going to be talked about a lot. Like who who's going to suck less? Which <laughs> I mean, suck. both of them are, but they both have great coordinators. Like. The the Chiefs the enemy last year Sela alone is yeah great. the Chiefs last year were D Ford lining up offsides away from going to the Super Bowl like yeah, that that, that sort of thing you can't put on Andy Reid um, Jimmy G another big storyline another quarterback he was on the Patriots for the two Super Bowls they won but now he finally gets to start his own that's facts he does have two rings yeah I think that's actually crazy well and what's crazy is uh, uh, Wentz also has a ring and just made his first playoff start this mm-hmm. year. Uh, and but, he was the starting quarterback exactly. for that team yeah. for the majority of their wins. Um, Jimmy G thing is interesting because we've really seen from the 49ers like a lot of running so far through these first two games because Mozart went off in the conversation. He's My another storyline. What, what he's made, yeah, Tevin Coleman had like 120 in the, in the divisional game. round. Um, but I feel like I just have this kind of hunch. We were talking about it before that like I've just kicked. I've just um, kicked the microphones. I'm sorry, listeners. No, it's so, okay. yeah, sorry for AirPods. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be all right. Uh, but that kind of hurt. I kind of have a hunch that like they'll come out passing 
Because obviously it makes sense. Jimmy G's first start, you don't want to put a lot of pressure will on him. Will they come out passing right out the gate or will they run it a few times? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, will and they take a drive and set pace? This season has been like the biggest, uh, like we've seen the effects of a run game, you know, and it's long believed like for the last, what, 30 years? All right, John, give him your line. Here it goes. What? No, no, no. That's not what I'm, that's not where I'm oh, going with this. I thought it was it. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, that you have to like, in order to develop the run, you have to pass the ball. In order to run, in order to pass, you have to run the ball. But we've seen in in this playoffs that you can just run, run, run. The the threat of passing is always there. Like I can run the ball twice in a row, and it could be a third and two, and you're you thinking, oh, they might pass the ball. Still develops a run game. Even though they've only thrown the ball eight times. Kyle Shanahan did this. Mike Rabel did this. Like the the Forty Nineers threw the ball nine times in the in the championship game, and Mozart still went for two hundred yards. Like the, it's it's might the as same. Well. Yeah, it's the same situation. Jimmy like, G had like sixty yards, and Mostert had like it. Yeah, two, it gives it gives two, him whatever. an ability to feel more comfortable, because obviously I can't imagine playing. You know, your first playoff game. Like it was the first two games. Kyle Shanahan's called have been incredible. Yes, I mean they haven't shut down the run game. Granted, now they're going against the out of these three, the best. The Chiefs are probably the best defensive line that they faced. Mm-hmm. Probably defense overall, because obviously. Uh, the Vikings, they had some pieces. So did the Packers, but the Packers think, uh, were pretty overhyped. Do you think San Francisco is still in the Super Bowl if they have to play Seattle and, uh, you know, maybe some, maybe the Saints? Uh, if they had to play the Saints, it would be a lot closer. But with the Seahawks, especially with their injuries, I don't like it. Would have been really tough. But if it, what if they had to face Seattle and then play the Saints coming off of Seattle? Mm. Well, tough. I mean, the, the, but the Saints were my pick going into it. Mine so too. I w- would probably lean towards the Saints winning that game, but just because of overall experience and Sean Payton's been in more of those kind of situations than Kyle Shanahan has. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. So, oh, and I mean, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins like, turned into Drew Brees. It's yeah. Well, <laughs> it's is, it's different. Like, or it's weird to think about. But Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and I'm talking right now. Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, and Kirk Cousins are all in the same class of quarterback right now. Yeah, they are. So, and, and it's just different levels of help that they got. I mean, he had a, Jimmy Garoppolo has a fantastic run game and one of the best defenses in the league. And great coaching. And great coaching. The Titans had great coaching. And they had a really back. good run game. <laughs> the defense was average, above they had average. no receivers. Yeah, and then the Vikings had some really good pass catchers, mm-hmm. a decent defense, a really good run game, and average coaching. So it's it just different yeah. situations, but it's it's really the same quarterback. Like if you look at their style of play, all three of those teams are run first. Yep. So it's just a matter of who you get where, you know. And obviously Jimmy Garoppolo can expand into a, a bigger role because well, he, he still he has, has the lot. highest ceiling. He's, he's football. He's football young in regard yeah. to how many years he's actually played football. He's yeah, very he hasn't been hit as many times. Very young as the other guys. Yeah. Or and he doesn't. Journey. And he doesn't have the knowledge that that yes. uh, those other guys do. Uh, but. That'll be an interesting one. I forgot which story. Oh, we're talking about Jimmy G. That'll be an interesting storyline to follow. How much he's used in this game, um, but I think really, a lot. I think I bet he throws for about 200, 210. I think I think we won't know until really the first quarter of the game. You know, like then we'll have a feel for it. And if the Chiefs really can't stop, what, the by run, the fourth quarter, we we'll really know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And by the end of the game, we will tell you exactly what happened. That's right. On this very podcast, we will. And come back to days. find out what. Happened. Yeah, we'll let come you back know. to find out how the Super Bowl on the off, on the off chance you don't watch it. <laughs> Yet you're listening to a sports podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe you got work. I totally lost my train of thought. Maybe you got work. I doubt it. Who's working? I mean, Shauna. Oh, mother. she is. That sucks. Uh, she might be. I don't know. 
Oh. I'm sure one of my parents is working. Hopefully my dad, because for those of you who don't know on the podcast, my dad um, gets to watch a lot of TV at his job because he's a flight nurse, which is basically a fireman. Um, so he watches football all the time. He gets paid to watch football. John, isn't that the dream? That, that is. That is the dream. That really is. He's basically like a sports anchor or like newscaster without <laughs> with, like... Without the work. Yeah, without the and, work. And yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Oh, and without the, without the risk of uh, low... A low salary, you know. That's right. I mean, he doesn't get the he doesn't get the reward of a potential high salary. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's not Stephen A. Smith, but he gets to go to work. And there's also the chance that he gets interrupted mid-game because someone's dying. Oh, yeah. Well, that usually doesn't usually doesn't happen to other people. Yeah. No, that that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, two guys. Uh, here's some more storylines. Two guys opposite teams. Uh, Tyron Matthew, Raheem Mostert. Very like, it's a similar like come up story but it's different angles Tyron Matthews obviously a highly touted safety out of LSU went through some struggles at LSU eventually had to leave the school I think these are the opposite of the same story I think so you know it and yeah and he had to work high his to way. low versus low to high but then but high to low high, to high high to low to high versus low 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 to low to high. yeah uh Mozart cut six times six different practice teams squad guy. a practice squad guy eventually worked his way up to being the guy well one of the guys for the 49ers and ran for 220 and four touchdowns but in the championship it, game who would you rather have on your team tyron matthew or raheem moster you know what i mean like tyron matthew has the talent i think moster is a cog in a beautiful system yeah well i mean but you it's know? not a, it's not a matter of like we're not saying oh who's more meaningful yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, team yeah. but it's just it's like, like a storyline yeah they're just something where it's like and it may not even be a comparison it could be like wow this honey badger story is incredible wow this raheem mozart story is also incredible you know yeah. there may there may not i mean there could be some of that comparison um, compare and contrast that's right that's what my english teacher made me do um richard sherman he'll be another storyline Always. Uh, just because of what he's able to do. Obviously, he's had some postseason success inju- against the 49ers. Yeah, he injured himself. Uh, was it Achilles? Towards Achilles? Yes. Uh, left the Seahawks, went to the 49ers, negotiated his own contract, worked in incentives to the contract, and hit all of those incentives this year. Was a very rich man. I mean, he, he got made fun of pretty imagine, heavily. Imagine just working in like incentives that you know you can get. Like, yeah. Uh, like shows up to practice every day with orange juice, and mm. he's like, "Look, I did it." Yeah, yeah exactly. Like there's just like some small five thousand dollar ones that yeah. we did, like the media didn't talk he's about. Like, yeah, it's like you know, always, always submits film by twelve p.m. on Tuesday. He's like, yeah. "I'll get it in every week." Yeah, that's right, <laughs> exactly. And so now he's back. He's, I mean, you know, he's the the thing with cornerbacks is their prime is so small. Why like is that? Two to three years. I really so have never understood I, why. I saw a tweet from like a former cornerback talking about. That. I don't remember who it was. Because like I understand why running backs have a short window. Yeah, it makes sense. But they they basically said that their athletic talent is or is prevalent early on in their career. Like they're able to run mm-hmm. with the best of them. But their real knowledge of the game, knowledge of where develops quarterbacks in the are going to go, half of their career. Well, it develops like that's that window. So they need the There's overlap two to, of two to three years. Some guys get it early. You know, some guys come into the league with that Jaylen knowledge. Ramsey. Yeah. And so their prime is able to start from the beginning, but it takes two to three years for them to really get it figured out. And by that time, and then two to three years of knowing the game, being elite, Darrell Revis. But then they when their athletic, yeah, when their athletic ability starts oh, okay. to slow down, then it gets it gets bad. Wow. So there's such a small window where they can really be effective. Um, but Richard Sherman, the fact that he's not trying, like I think the problem with Darrell Revis is he had a lot of pride. I mean, we saw this when uh, Darrell Revis was tweeting at Richard Sherman for not being that on an island corner 
um, and really playing in his zone. Yeah. But Richard Sherman recognizes, hey, my body is not where it was six years ago. But he knows his mind is but, yes, one of the best And ever. he's used his knowledge. He has at least one. No, he has two. He had one in both games. Um, picked off Kirk Cousins, picked off Aaron Rodgers. And he's using it to the best of his ability. Like, this is a really great example. And I'm sure an example that a lot of cornerbacks will follow yeah. later into their career because Mozart is to the offense what Richard Sherman is to the defense. You know, like yeah. he's able to play his role extremely well and he's yeah. found a lot of success because of it. And it doesn't matter. Like you shouldn't have to be on an island guarding guys one-on-one your whole career no, to be considered successful. Yeah. If I mean, he, he did it. If you're getting it done. He really did everything he needed to do at this point and everything is just an add-on. Everything's just a bonus. Do you think he's had a better career than Darrell Rivas? I think so. I would say so. Because Darrell Rivas, like we said, for that little bit was the top guy. He was the guy Richard for Sherman three years. Richard Sherman was the guy before, though. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. L-L-B? But Darrell Rivas hit a wall, and you see, like, you watch the tape from the beginning of his career to the end of his career, like, you don't recognize the guy. He's it's constantly guy. getting burned. It's His passer rating allowed was astronomical. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Richard Sherman's been able to uh, elongate his career and be an all-pro guy now because he's, what, 32? How old is Richard Sherman? Hang on, let me let me Google this. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. This oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Richard Sherman age. Richard Sherman is thirty-one years. Oh, close. One one year off. Well, his birthday is March thirty, so you're actually like, really close. Well, really kind of two months away. Yeah, you're two months um, off. Sorry, John. Another storyline: Joe Montana played for both teams. I actually saw something. Oh yeah, that's I true. I saw something. I don't remember who all it was, and I don't know how to Google it to find this. But you guys can fact check me on this. There were like five quarterbacks that started their career in the 40, for the 49ers and went to the Chiefs and started at least one game. And that's the most of any like team transition in history. Interesting. So Joe Montana's one of them. There's four other ones. But that was an interesting thing. I guess it's yeah. a pipeline destination uh, for yeah, those two guys. But I guarantee like out of any, the, the number one person that's going to be talked about, maybe not in the Super Bowl, but the week leading up to it is going to be Joe Montana. Yeah, I think that's probably that like sense. that's the safest the safest bet to go with. All right, are we get our predictions here. Should we? Yeah, should we go it into it? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, because I think we're getting. Yeah, we got about five minutes. About that time. All right. You you gonna start? Let's let's go. Let's try and use. Well, you can use as little or as much detail as possible. All right, I'm gonna try to be. Um, let's see. I haven't like I don't like I don't have stats pulled up or anything right now. Mm. Just my gut feeling on this game is, this Kansas City Chiefs defense has shown as the season has gone on into the playoffs, that they've evolved from being a kind of a contain and limit defense to a defense that can get turnovers, get big stops, um, which is the defense that the San Francisco defense has been all season. They've been elite. The San Francisco defense doesn't give up big plays, which lends themselves to a benefit against this Chiefs offense that's highly explosive with weapons like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and then obviously Patrick Mahomes. And Damian Williams is... uh, not a pushover running back. I think Damian Williams goes for a good game. I bet he runs the ball a lot more than we think he's going to. Well, how many? How many? I don't remember what the over under was on the amount of um, rushing attempts that Damian Williams has, but I bet he runs the ball fifteen times. Well, but also the thing you have to consider, and the thing that we've seen from the Chiefs in recent weeks, you don't need a good running back when you have three no, guys that can. And run I don't on a sub four four. Like they've done so many. No, and they're going to do those sweeps. kinds of things. They're going to have those kinds of things, but they're not going to have any. I don't think they're going to have any sixty plus yard plays. 
No. I think those will be limited. That I think that there's enough discipline on the Niners defense to limit that. And so for that reason, I do think that the though defense wins championships per se, I think that this Chiefs offense is so explosive that not they're not going to get 60-yard plays, but they're going to get enough 10, 15, 20-yard plays out of all these guys um, that I bet it'll be, a by Chiefs standards, a low-scoring game. By Niners standards, a high-scoring game. My money is on the Chiefs at 28-24. Okay, so you've also got the over because over set at fifty one. So yeah, I'll you, take you the okay over. with that. I'll take the over. Yeah, okay. I'm okay with the over. Um, I'm thinking. So it's interesting because I kind of had this mindset of always take the under the last two <laughs> weeks. Well, no, no, no. Uh, the last two weeks, the Chiefs have really gotten off to slow starts. Obviously, yes, they got blown they out of really the water have. by the Texans, twenty four zero by the end of the first ha- first quarter, um, and then they were down on the Titans seventeen to seven in the midway through the second. And in both those games, they exploded. Like, they basically outscored their their opponent four touchdowns to one or five touchdowns to one in both of those yep. games. Um, against the 49ers, I mean, that can't... Like, I'm, I'm kind of torn on that because at first I'm like, well, that can't happen, you know? If they don't, if they don't convert right away, the 49ers aren't going to let them back into it. But... They're also not the dealing 49ers, with the same offense. The 49ers did it. Uh, they did this with the Seahawks. They shut down the Seahawks, didn't allow them to score a point in the first half of their first game. Right. And then they couldn't put enough together offensively to... Uh, they couldn't get anything to, together To basically almost. put it away. You know, they were up 10-0 to zero or something like that uh, at, at halftime. And for the 49ers offensively, that sort of thing can't happen. Because we know the Chiefs... The Chiefs have the most lethal offense they in the They can score in under two minutes. They, yeah, they will. Patrick Mahomes two times this season has scored four touchdowns in one quarter. Once against the Raiders and once in the playoffs against the Texans, mm-hmm. uh, I'm extremely torn on this. And like even at this point, like I'm just walking through it in my head. It's I, hard. I don't really it's know hard. exactly what way I'm gonna go, but I do trust the fact that Kyle Shanahan's shown to uh, put his faith in the run yes. and allow it to develop, and not necessarily use pass to open the run, but use the threat of pass to open up the run. Mm-hmm. So essentially, this game could go one of two ways: the 49ers really get it going in the run rush for like 200 total yards as a team uh, and, you know, kind of grind out like a 20, 24 to 20, like that sort of mm-hmm. uh, game type of game for them. Or they really blow it out of the water and it's like the game that they had against the Saints where it just blows back and forth like a title, a title heavyweight fight, you know, just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown all the way around. Um I don't, it's it's very tough because it's, it's too it's tough. it's essentially an all or nothing game, and for the interest of myself and fans around the world, I'm hoping that it is this this title weight fight. So I'm gonna go, and in the, in the end, I just think, oh, dang, dang. Uh, okay, tell you what, final score of this game, I'm gonna say 38 to 35. Mm-hmm. I will tweet so out later. I'll take I'm taking the over. I'll tweet out later who I think is going to win the game, but I can't, like, this is, it's too, right now, just for the sake of having it on the record, I'm going to say the 49ers win, just because of all the weapons they have and the stops they can get. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers in this one, but if that changes, I mean, I'll tweet it out or something like that, but 38 to 35, um, a big heavyweight fight, 49ers over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and that's my prediction, and it's good timing because... We, you have to go. I do have to go, and I have to go in a bit. I'm wrapping a couple middle school games. Oh boy! Uh, this afternoon, so 
I mean, none of you, by the time this podcast is out, the games will already be <laughs> over, so that you'll have no way of of knowing. Well, uh, rough and well. Yeah, I'll try my best. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Tune in next week. Well, maybe. This might not be over if I get the interview. <laughs> uh, but if it is, then thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Maybe we'll get that interview there. But we'll also provide you with a Super, Super Bowl recap. Super Bowl recap. And I mean, this 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 stretch of sports is tough. Because mm-hmm. luckily, like luckily we have NFL draft stuff. Um, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Hopefully, we'll get some player uh, interviews, some more well, analysis we're get, we're on getting guys. We're midseason in the NBA. So. Yeah, exactly. So we'll have NBA stuff. But after the NFL draft, luckily we'll have the NBA playoffs. So there'll be a lot to talk about there. But then summertime is when it gets rough. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We've got a lot of more content. The nice thing is with NFL season being over, more players are open for interviews. We've got a couple lined up. Not going to throw any names out because, uh, you know, if they don't come on, that would, that would suck. It's happened in the past. It has happened um, in the past. So I'm not going to not gonna name drop there, but some really exciting interviews. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week.